Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Surreal Global Fantasy Football Podcast. This week, myself, Hybe, and You'll Never Walk Alone are delighted to be joined by two guests, Leeds Are We and Berglue, to discuss Leeds' approach to Surreal and how to compete on a budget, Berg's Surreal journey, including Dutch football, crypto art, and a lot more. Obviously, that will tie in with us discussing they're the busy joining Surreal this week. So that's going to be extremely exciting, and we'll have a look at what that means for game week 136. So welcome, guys. Great to, to welcome you on the pod. Thank welcome, you. Welcome. Cheers. So uh, I've been looking forward to this. I mean, we've got all sorts of uh, managers in the pipeline to come onto the show, but uh, it's great to have, you know, someone that I've been on this rare journey with from day one, Berg. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's almost two years now since we first started this venture together, and we go back even further than that yeah. uh, on, on another crypto, on various different crypto games, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And at Leeds, I've seen you, you know, very prominent member on Twitter now and showcasing your success on transactions. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So, but yeah, really looking forward to uh, hearing a bit more from you both. Perhaps uh, Leeds, you want to kick us off? How about uh, telling us about your uh, surreal journey to date? Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. I'm absolutely honoured to be on a show like this, to be fair. So thanks once again. I started in June. Well, my so rare journey started in June and I opened the account. And to be perfectly honest, I was put off by the cryptocurrency. I'm a bit old to understand all this new technology, to be fair. I'm 46. Oh, I'm, I'm 58. <laughs> oh, we got, the, we, got, we, got the, we got the old golden oldies on uh, this, uh, this weekend. <laughs> That's how you should have announced us, the golden oldies. But um, The grandpa's. Yeah, no, but the crypto, I've had no knowledge of it at all in my lifetime. I didn't really understand it when I came on. So I started playing with the common cards and then I left it for about six, seven weeks. As you say, I'm prominent on Twitter anyway, talking about Leeds rubbish, really. I got start talking to Mark McBride. The biggest shout out I can give is to him, because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be talking to you guys tonight because he spent absolutely hours with me going through the whole process of So Rare. And it's thanks to him that I decided to join. He gave me so much time on Twitter. I was asking him this, this and that. Every question he answered. So big shout out to him because, like I said, I wouldn't be here without him because I wouldn't have pursued the So Rare, to be honest. So I watched Quinny's videos too, which is another fantastic tool for anyone looking to sign up or to join so rare so i started in august time and i haven't got a lot of money to invest so i initially deposited 50 pounds and i could see almost straight away that um this platform was for me there was money to be made i've been on other platforms and for me I could recognise almost instantly there was none that compared to so rare in terms of the time you put into research. And I'm not exaggerating. I know every I've researched every player. This comes under the £25 barrier. And it helped, obviously, we were in lockdown, so there wasn't a lot else to do. I don't want to say that it's easy because it was hard work. But I've reaped the benefits of the hard work that I put in with research. So I started with a £50 initial deposit, which doesn't sound a lot to a lot of people, but it was to me at the time. And I just look really for younger players who had a bit of potential, reading as much as possible on the players. And I started putting my teams together. I obviously couldn't afford a common goal, um, a rare goalkeeper. So I used a common goalkeeper. I managed to win a few rewards by having, you know, four decent outfield players. It just, it just got me. And you know, I was I was hooked on it, to be fair. So I started putting more money in, 
and in total, as of today, I've deposited £257.63p to be exact. Without blowing my own trumpet, I think I've done reasonably well, you know, it's, um, it's phenomenal. Um, but like I said, and you know, there's obviously no guarantees, but I could see from the moment I joined after Mark had gone through hours and hours with me, I could see with almost within 24 hours, the potential one being it, because it's obviously a global product, there's customers in, I think, 120 countries now. I could just see the potential and it was attractive because I'm on a small budget and it's the only platform that I could see that I could use a small budget to make a reasonable amount of money. Obviously, I'm realistic. I'm not going to be competing with the likes of yourself with tier one, tier two, but I could see that I could compete for minimum one or two F of every game week and some weeks be lucky and obviously bag a, a tier three card which i've done on a number of occasions i i'm delighted i i'm ecstatic with what i've done to be fair i, I can't praise the product enough and like i said if you if anyone is willing to put the time in to do the research and every, anyone can do it i'm convinced of it it's not rocket science if you enjoyed football you like the research inside of it there's loads of people on twitter david peters i need to give a shout out to is is yep. is just absolutely frightening especially in the asian leagues and and just generally the community as a whole is outstanding like i know i've spoken to you mark when i first started i've spoken to hibby at the end of the day we're all competing but everyone is willing to help each other which i is is fantastic it really is. I've not come across anyone on Twitter or anywhere else that is not willing to help people. And the community is second to none. It really is. So basically my journey then, I've just gone from strength to strength, to be honest. I've with winning the 2F, which again, to some people, what is it now? Roughly about 18, 19 quid. Doesn't sound a lot, but it's helped me. Like you said, Mark, I think I own 130, 140 cards now. Without that coming in, I couldn't finance that myself. So it's helped me build more players and add a bit of quality, you know, to hopefully, maybe not straight away, but in in a few months to possibly compete for higher rewards. Um, and that's why generally I tend to look to buy for the younger players. Um, well, I think but, if you continue the journey that you've started... As you said, taking the two two fifty pounds up to, I mean, I think we're being very conservative here. You must have tenfold that money, if not more. I, I mean, I think even that's a conservative uh, number. Well, as it well, is so. accord. It is according to so rare data. I think you can double that again. So it's. Um, that's, that's, so that's amazing. So take that on, and you know, June till where are we now? January. So can seven eight months. So. Even if you did the same again and in, in compounded what you've got now, I'm sure you'll have a, a different strategy over the short term, over the next period of time, because you've gone through a series now, I imagine, more dominating rare cards. And you might want to, I guess, tier one, maybe tier zero rare cards. Or where do you potentially see yourself maybe delving into the super rare market? Very soon, hopefully. I've got a number of players that obviously when I first Bearing in mind, the prices have obviously shot up because the number of users on the platform have gone up. I've got a number of players, you know, incredible ROI-wise if I started selling them now. But I would like to go into the super rare market and it's going to be sooner rather than later because I believe with the squad that I could possibly put in would challenge Division 3, which is obviously better rewards. It's achievable. You should be able to then add one or two super rares and, and be able to, to then get that entry into division three and, and get that competitive team out there. So 
Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a, a good approach. I would have, because funny enough, the super rare, the last game week when Taremi was sent off against Porto, had he not been sent off, I would have won a card without a super rare in Division 3. Oh, fair play. So, you know, even though I would like a super rare, I still don't think it's absolutely 100% you need one to compete in Division 3 for a card, bound to help. But I was speaking to someone on Twitter regarding this. So I thought I'd give it a go. Didn't get close for a few weeks. And then, obviously, I would have won a card had Taremi not been sent off for a ridiculous challenge. So that was frustrating. But if I'm being honest, guys, I'm realistic. I know with the amount I've deposited, which is in this day and age, hardly anything, I'm realistic to know. And I'm happy to be winning 0.2F every game week. Because if I manage that every game week, that's over two grand a year which is a phenomenal amount considering, you know, the initial investment, you know, you're not going to get that anywhere. You're certainly not going to get it if you put it in a bank or in ISA. And my love of football, you know, I, I've put a lot of time and effort in, you know, and with like the researching aspect of it, players, you know, to be perfectly honest, I'd hardly have, if I went through my gallery now, if I was looking at it in July, I wouldn't know hardly any player that I own now. It's only purely through research, which has gone on for days, weeks, months, basically. That aspect of it is fantastic because it's opened so many different avenues for me because, you know, like the Belgium League, I didn't have a clue about it. Didn't even think it was that good. I've started watching it now because obviously I've got an interest. You know, the standard is decent. It's a bit better than the Dutch. I don't know if oh. anyone disagrees with that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't argue with that, to be honest, because, some, you know, obviously I'm watching the games that I've got an interest in, and some of them, they're decent teams. And, you know, I would have laughed at it before I joined so rare because I would have never looked at it. You know, there's some quality sides in there, you know, and it's um, and that's the beauty for me for so rare. It's got me looking at things that I would have never, ever given the time of day of. I would have never looked at Belgian players for any reason, Russians for argument. Argument's sake. So it's um that that bit of so rare is outstanding for me because it, it broadens your football knowledge up worldwide, you know, especially when you're looking into Asia and things like that. Well, we all know it's a unique product and it's very unique because of obviously the global aspect of it. I, I honestly, guys, I cannot rave enough about it. I'm like a little kid. Even though I am 46, I feel like a six-year-old on Christmas Eve talking, waiting for Santa, talking about So Red. I could talk about it all day and night because it's just, I've never, ever played any platform or been on any platform that comes anywhere near this. And, I, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on the on this podcast. I truly believe it. There's just nothing out there that comes close. It's a it's amazing to hear. And I, I mean, one of the questions that I think that others would like uh, to, to to learn from you as well. I mean, obviously you've documented a lot of your greatest trades. I don't know if you could just quickly touch on you know one of the one of the most memorable trades that you've you've gone through. But also, do you see the platform getting a little bit harder now? I mean, there's going to be lots of us that share your enthusiasm and passion towards football, and you know with so many players in the database and so much help and as you said camaraderie in the community there's going to be ways that it's going to do you think it's going to be more difficult to find those little jewels uh, or are you still confident you can keep finding these people that uh, players that uh, perhaps are overlooked by others well firstly going back to your first point about my mem- most memorable trade that would have to be Carlos Soler I sold him too early, but I I joined, like I said, in August. By the end of August, I picked him up for like nine quid. But I obviously, I knew about Carlos Soler or Soler from like watching Spanish football over the years. So I snapped him up straight away. And within like, 
I don't know, 20 odd days because he started the season on fire. I think I sold him for about 50 odd quid, which again, in terms of value, it's only like 40 odd or, you know, 45 quid. But that enabled me to buy five players, excluding goalkeepers, but an, an American team for my America team. Because of the lack of budget I've got, I've had to, you know, juggle things really, sell players I don't really want to. But that Car- Carlos Soler has got an American team next year that I'm quite confident of. If I get a proper goalkeeper, like a rare goalkeeper in, I feel that team could compete for, you know, realistic, some reward in the um in the Americas League next season. So Carlos Soler was my best buy, I think, to date. Um, I was lucky enough to buy a few goalkeepers who started as well. And obviously goalkeepers are expensive. So the ROI on that. In terms of your other question, for me personally, on a lower budget, it's great to have your Liverpools coming on onto so rare, hopefully lead soon. Um, but in terms of new teams coming out, for me, it's more beneficial when lesser teams come on where they're lesser known players so I can scout them before they come on and you know like Krasnodar from Russia I don't think many people unless they're Russian or got an interest in Russian football would know a lot about those players but some of those players like score potential dead as good as some players who are well known who are going for four or five times as much as them and I think that's a niche market people on a smaller budget should be looking not so much for the household names if that makes sense in teams like Krasnodar or is it Zoltvorgem in Belgium? You know, rather than looking at the club Bruges, the top clubs in each league, they're obviously going to be a lot more expensive. But um, so for me, it's more beneficial when a smaller team hits so rare. Obviously, the Dutch league completely, I would be looking at the mid-table teams or the lower to mid-table teams to look at purchases because I know the higher teams are going to be out of my league for budget reasons, you know. But well, that's really interesting. I mean, I think that's that can bring us nicely on to uh, introducing Berg in a bit more detail and uh, perhaps you can give us uh, later on uh, your take on the Dutch league and where maybe some of the uh, the value is to be had. Is it the mid to lower table teams or, or perhaps you've got some different opinions? So welcome, Berg. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, for having me. No, you're very welcome. So, so we go back a number of years now. It's a crazy, uh, been a crazy crypto ride for us. And I know a lot of the people in Serrera are very focused on the one game. I find it difficult to, you know, take the same level of attention and passion and look at other uh, projects. Maybe I, I miss a few tricks along the way. But uh, you 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 get involved in quite a bit of stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's. I think that's one of my problems, to be honest. <laughs> uh, a lack of focus, <laughs> and um, I've got many hobbies. So, uh, so RAR is just one of them, uh, to be honest. It, it's been a great journey, and as you say, uh, Mark, we go back a long time. So maybe to go over my my Sorar journey, that all started actually the end of 2018, when I think it was you, Mark, who pointed me to uh, your discussions you were having with uh, with um, Nicolas at that at that moment. And that uh, that this game was being uh, started up. So uh, somehow I also got involved in a, was it a Discord already at the time? No, it was. Yeah, I think we we were rounding up various people that we'd met in other channels uh, that were familiar with crypto. And obviously 
we, we, we made it, it was obvious as soon as you start talking to football about someone, whether they also share that same passion about football. And yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you, me, Mamba, Rick, you know, we were yeah, and, the, and we, the early, early beta testers. We have been playing around a lot with uh, MLB, yeah? Uh, yeah, Major yeah. League uh, Baseball. And uh, that, that is a sport I, I totally don't know. Um, so I was the only reason I was involved is that it was about um, NFTs, about crypto. I like I like everything that is uh, innovative te technology, crypto, NFTs. I found football a very good idea straight away. And the MLB was uh, the Discord was was very um, how do you say that tense. <laughs> that's very diplomatic of you <laughs> uh, it, it was a very unpleasant uh, discord to uh, to be in no involvement from the uh, developers uh, at all and a lot of um, trolling so i was very uh, enthusiastic to uh, to get involved in sarar and actually i remember we had a, a video call with uh, with um, nicolas at some point he wanted to talk to all the early people that were involved so i remember talking to him uh, about all the ideas for an hour or so and yeah then then uh, it all started uh, somewhere in february i think eh, 2019 yeah that's right so i think i managed to get the second card or the third card ever uh, released or something and yeah you know I've always been 100% convinced that this was a great idea and it all comes to execution. And I must say the Sorar team in Paris are doing a wonderful execution. So um, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see this all happening. And, and this is actually the, the big reason why I uh, am involved from the start. Witnessing a, a startup that is being born and playing a modest role uh, in, in, in helping out people, playing along, uh, seeing it grow. You know, that is something I find uh, a magic. This is why I love the game. The Discord, very good. Uh, the atmosphere among the people, it's great. So yeah, um, I, I struggle along. I don't have the, the budget that some other people uh, have. Um, I still have one unique player who doesn't play, Arslanazic. Um, but it uh, it does bring me in the in the good in the list on the on the Discord, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm visible <laughs> all the time. <laughs> he was a legend back in the first season, wasn't he? 2018, 19. He was nah, a, he he a powerful card. Yeah, he may come back. Uh, who knows? So um, I, I focus mainly on the, the rares and the super rares. You know, as I said, I can't focus. I try to do everything. Um, and if you try to do everything, you're doing nothing right and everything half. So, um, you know, well, I, I, think, uh, I think you're pretty humble there. Berg, because uh, <laughs> you, you, you've won. You've won a very you've won some some amazing cards and you, you're consistently there. You know, your football, you're always competing and. It might be tougher now. I think maybe for the first year of your journey, you were always one of the, the top names that uh, you'd expect to see uh, in the leaderboards. Maybe, as you said, that focus in more recent times as the game has maybe caught up and the, the, um, the volume of new managers now yeah. means that you, you know, oh, I've got a DMP in here or I forgot this guy was suspended or something like that. That yeah. can that can certainly hurt a lot more now. But, you know, that first year, 18 months, you know, yeah, I'd, no, always, that, be, that, I'd that, always be checking your teams. You, you, you were up there. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a very good uh, first year. And uh, as you say, uh, right now it's, it's uh, crowded. It feels crowded to me. And uh, as I said, I have many other um, 
uh, projects in crypto land that I'm involved in. I, I, I need to uh, distribute my time over all those projects. And, you know, sometimes I do indeed, I forget to do my research and it's Friday and it's uh, five o'clock and I need to uh, quickly set up my teams uh, in half an hour or an hour's time. And, you know, you know, you make mistakes. So I simply go to the Sorar data and I pick the best players uh, that I can find in my collection. And then, you know, yeah, you know, you make mistakes. Sometimes you pick a player that uh, that is injured or whatever. Well, let's look at the positives. The positives is must be for you and, and you must be over the moon. Uh, you commented straight away yesterday when the announcement came. Ajax on the platform. I mean, I'm sure you want to forget the other 17 teams, but let's just focus uh, on Ajax. How long have you been an Ajax fan for? Ever since uh, primary school. You know, I was born uh, near, near Amsterdam with my friends. Uh, we sometimes went to uh, Ajax games. Yeah, fr from my first um, memory, uh, I was an Ajax fan. Not a very big fan, but, you know, th there was some uh, competitiveness in school. If you were Ajax or Feyenoord or PSV, um, and there were fights on schoolyards, etc. So um, you better be on the right side then, huh? Yeah, I, I want to say that this podcast doesn't condone violence as well. No, uh, no, so no. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, from, uh, from early on, I was an Ajax fan. So I have been waiting for this for a very, very long time. I I'm very happy to see that now not only Ajax, but the whole Eredivisie has gone through. It's uh, it's amazing. And it must be great, Berg, having your club come on. I can't wait for, for mine to come on. Leeds, you obviously are, are very excited about Calvin Phillips and, and various other guys, Klitsch, coming on to the platform at some stage in the future, I can bet. Hopefully, yes. Got to, got to make sure they get signed up before they get to, to taken back oh, to the championship, though. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was coming. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I get enough snack off Twitter. I don't need you on me as well. DME. <laughs> no chance of that, that happening with Bielsa there. Best coach in the world. Yeah, no, I've, I've, <laughs> I've got many, many a screen grab for, to throw back at you in a few years. From now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, gents, thank you very much for, for, for sharing your journeys. I mean, just but just on the on the current uh, one again, Berglund, you, you've dipped into the market. You've picked yourself up uh, as Zakaria Labiad. Oh, my pronunciation is going to go today. <laughs> what, what, why, why was he your first purchase? And uh, 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 have you, have you, you've kept pretty quiet. Have you, have you got someone else buying your cars by proxy or are you, you ready to go in for a big swoop uh, over, no, over no, the coming no proxies. weeks? I, I'm just uh, keeping it uh, a little bit... Uh, a low profile at the moment because in the beginning uh, the number ones are very expensive and um, you know I uh, I have to look out a little bit for uh, spending my money in the right way so um, I'll pick up my blinds and Omanas and Gravenbergs and Tidiches etc I, I really want them all but it may take some time I am patient so uh, no problem there and you know, yeah, the um, what, what's his name again? <laughs> you, the, what the, the chap Z you just bought, Zakaria? Yeah, 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 Zaka yeah. I knew, I knew he was going to score against Alkmaar, so uh, that's why I picked him up. Perfect. Well, look, I, I I hope you get as much pleasure as as I've had over the last few weeks in you know not just seeing the cars, experiencing the auctions, and talking about them with you know whoever you, you've got in your side groups and what have you. Because yeah, it, it, there's nothing for me. There's been nothing more of a buzz than than, than welcoming and seeing your team on yeah. on, on board. I think where it becomes a little bit more difficult now is that, like, for example, a lot of my teams are quite heavily geared towards Liverpool tonight, who haven't scored for three games. Oh. Uh, and supporting your cards on Serer, obviously, if they do well, fantastic. But if it's your team and players that are representing your team fail you on Serer, mm -hmm. uh, I can imagine it being a double negative. How do you feel about 
laying down five Ajax players for the first time and then, you know, maybe Ajax not getting the result you were hoping for. Yeah, it's all part of the game, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Go big or go home. Yeah, I mm. think with a, a goal difference of plus 45 in 17 games, I don't think that's too much <laughs> of an issue there for, for Ajax. <laughs> but yeah, so talking about, obviously, we've talked about Ajax at length there. There's 18 clubs in that division. We've got a, a new king of SO5 scores. I'm, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. In my head, he's been referred to as Big Alan Coops after <laughs> Alan Cooper on the timeline. He's been mm-hmm. quite happy about that. And that's what he will be referred to in my head. But there's a lot of really strong players that have came on. So there's over 90 with a 50 plus average. So looking at, at the auctions, some some high prices going through for, for these players, but there's just so much depth and we're as you've said, Berg, it's the, the one out of 100 series that are coming out and the, the the number two. So you do typically tend to see a bit of a, a premium on those. And that tends to almost set the price for others coming out as well. Yeah. We've got such a depth of cards on the market. Lots of players that you hadn't considered two days ago. Now, yeah. now you're looking into and possibly you've got more of a background on on some of these players than, than we may have. I'm sure there's, there's lots of people doing a, a lot of scouting at the moment. Leeds, you're going to be scouting. You're going to be up all night, I'd imagine, looking at who we I'm can pick I'm terribly with migraines. <laughs> I, I've had terrible migraines the last few days. I'm sure it's all because of obviously lockdown and things. I've got nothing else to do, so I'm constantly on the screen. Every, every now and again, take a take a break away from the screen. Half an well, hour I did, comfort break. I did suggest that on Twitter last night for also rare users so I could buy some Dutch players but no <laughs> that's one, a good tactic no one heeded my advice unfortunately so um, I did get one though in all seriousness you know you obviously got to take some breaks at the time, the time but um, it's difficult because like I said I, I just love the product and it's very difficult to, uh, because there's not a lot going on in the world at this moment in time it's taking up every minute of my day really like, it's just a little bit if I can, I would just like to make a point because obviously I'm on a smaller budget. I see a lot of things on Twitter um, from people who use other platforms, etc. I want to make it perfectly clear, um, or maybe that's not the right terminology to use, but if anyone is thinking of signing up and they believe they need a lot of money to invest, they don't. I am confident if I was to invest today and I invested £100 using a common goalkeeper, I could compete for the minimum of 2F every game week. Within five weeks, theoretically, you could win that team back in terms of the cost of that team. You've obviously got those players for the rest of their careers, whether you want to sell them or whatever. I just want to make it clear that people who possibly don't understand the product, that it's a myth that you need a certain amount of money. Like, you know, I've seen ridiculous sums quoted on Twitter where you need thousands of pounds to be competitive. And it's nonsense. It really is. If I can do it, anyone can do it. If they're willing to put in the time to research, it's possible starting with as little as £100. I, I'm a hundred percent confident of it. Well, that brings me on to an interesting question because you know I, I you know again like yourself, I think we all we're all on Twitter. We can all see you know people talking their books or they're playing a particular game. And I touched on it earlier, saying that I'm so heavily focused on one thing. Berg, you said you're able to diversify your time into others. Mm-hmm. Do you think it? I, I sometimes don't think it's down to. I don't think it's a monetary barrier that stops people from perhaps 
testing out a new platform. I think it's the fact that they are so focused. It's, it's difficult to switch your attention. And if someone is using another platform, yeah, and they and, and even if they are seeing positivity and oh, it's, you know, you've made some great trades or it's really bullish or this team's being announced and da 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 da. I think it's a mindset thing. You know, oh, am I too late? You know, and I think you know, I say Berg, you've you, you've jumped in and dabbled in yeah. a lot of different uh, crypto spaces. You know, mm. have you ever felt that oh, I'm too late to get involved in something or, you know, yes, we can all get involved in something that wish we would have been involved six months earlier or 12 months earlier. But do you think people maybe look at Sarah now and go, oh, maybe I'm too late on this one? Yeah, I, you know, I think it's mainly a, a, a mindset thing. Like, look at yourself. Eh? And if I, if I look at myself, you are used to a certain game environment. Eh? I, you know, I've never played another football fantasy game. I've seen, you know, I've noticed that there are many around, but the only one I know is so rare. But if I'm used to a certain game, then then obviously it's, you, you have a vested interest, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have knowledge about the game, about the platform, about the people there, about the community, about how to play the game. So it takes a lot of extra investment, not only a monetary investment, but also... A commitment of time. Yeah, a commitment of time and brains to learn, you know, learn the new environment. And and especially Sarar is, of course, a crypto, which is a, is a big hurdle to many people. So I think time definitely comes into it for a lot of people. There's so much that you've already got your, your time and your money invested into to then take your attention off of that main platform or those couple yeah. that you're already on. For me personally, you know, I, I want to be involved in every project where something new is happening and then i test out the discords you know and if i like the discord i like the people uh, and the atmosphere that is very important to me so uh, for example marble cards is one hey you know that too mark you've been yeah there. yeah no i, I do uh, it's, it's the second anniversary of these guys yeah yeah they had a second anniversary early this week you know i'm i'm there for the uh, for the fun in the discord and the people and and the trust that people have you know just uh, giving each other some money because someone needs uh, a little bit of ETH for a transaction or something, you know, and it's all based on, you know, it's trustless, but I've never seen an environment with more trust than uh, the crypto environment. It's mm. really amazing. I was joking about this the other day with uh, a couple of guys, like if, if if one of your close friends phones up and says, you know, Mark, I need you know, only 500 pounds of the cars or whatever. It's like, hmm. Someone asks you on Discord that you've never met before. Could you lend me half an ETH to do this, or could you let me do that? You're like, yeah, that's no problem. I, you know, I'll get that yeah. get over to you. It's it's it is very it's, it's quite spooky when you take a step back and go, oh, I've just sent a load of money to somebody that uh, never even met before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I got a DM from Pietertje. He's one of the guys who's, who who plays in uh, Sorar as well. I okay. think he, uh, he's Dutch as well. So and he was interested in my um, Top Shot cards because I uh, a couple of months ago I, I bought some Top Shot cards, but I I don't want to play it anymore. Sure. So um, uh, we agreed on the price, and uh, I transferred all the cards to him. And then you know the next day he paid me. But you know it's all based on trust, and it's it's okay. It works, and I don't have a second um, uh, that I think you know he's not going to pay me or something. Yeah, I love it. No, it's good. I, I remember we used to do the deals back in the day in MLB, and it, and there will literally be twenty or thirty NFTs changing hands yeah. to avoid maybe paying you know the in-game sales tax. Yeah, uh, exactly. Of, you know, if it was five percent, well, five percent's five percent, and and okay, I'll send you the cards first, or I'll even send you the ETH first, then you send me the cards after. But you know, yeah. there, there's a lot, and I think it happens as well with Sarah on certain cards. I'm not saying you know, obviously, be aware of who you're dealing with, and you know, there mm -hmm. unfortunately will always be a few bad apples out there. But 
yeah, I think as we yeah. get into the maybe the collector side of the game as well, which is still virtually untouched at the moment, I would like to think that the community that is that has been built to date in Serer will go above and beyond. And if someone goes, oh, I'm missing that, I know, I'm missing that Andelect midfielder da, 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 to complete this mm-hmm. collection for whatever, I'd like to think that uh, between between us all, you know, these are things that we're going to start helping each other out more and more. As you said, we're all competing against each other on the leaderboards at the end of the week, but that's just one aspect of what you can do with the cards. Hopefully there'll be a lot more layers and a lot more things that we'll be able to do with these cards moving forward. And if some of them are, you know, collecting tasks, then yeah, I, I think there are a lot of people that uh, you that we can all rely on to help achieve bigger goals. Yeah, I'm quite sure that uh, the collect- collecting aspect of uh, Sorare will will grow in the coming years. Um, I've also seen that happening with Axi. Axi Infinity was actually one of the first uh, was actually the first NFT that I bought. Uh, back in 2018, a year before Sorar, actually. Okay. I, I bought a few of those Axie Infinita beasts. And at some point in time, there was this guy who was going to buy all the low low ID numbers, um, and he paid insane prices for them. So, um, uh, you know, all the, the sub-100 um, IDs were sold uh, to, to this one guy, uh, I'm quite sure that something like that is going to happen with Sorare as well. That you know, someone is going to collect all the number ones, or maybe a, a lot of cards from the first season, the the the, the 18, 19 season. Some players are very very scarce, eh? seven or eight uh, prints maybe, or maybe five or four even. Well, that reminds me of uh, your your Grunewald. Your, your, your Dutch guy went to Bournemouth. You still own him? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, 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 I'm sort of also thinking about, uh, you know, holding on to certain cards just for the collection exp- aspect that I expect will uh, get bigger in Sorare eventually. So, yeah, and I'm sure there are other uh, interesting, you know, staking is very hot these days. Eh? I'm sure you heard about it. The mechanism whereby you can stake, you, you can imagine that you can stake your cards uh, and that, by staking your cards, you get, you know, some sort of share in a community payout or something. Yeah, there's definitely legs in that. And whether it's staking on the cards or some other NFT element within the game. Yeah, but I'm sure that the team in Paris are, are looking to all directions. Uh, and of course, they have a, a, a very full agenda and a list of priorities they need to work on. So, um, uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they will also look at, uh, at these kind of things and, and maybe consider them. I think so, yeah. And as you said, they've got a, a huge list of items that they're, they're working through very fast and getting shipped out. So, yeah. yeah, that's well, I'm sure we'll see some of these innovations over the next year. I think in a, a year's time, this platform will look inherently different from what it does today it will not look the, the same absolutely right well should we have four different opinions on game week 136 berg you don't have to wait until five o'clock tomorrow you can uh, start doing a bit of preparation work for uh, this upcoming game week today so january 22nd till january 26th we lose uh, some of the uh, the english teams so uh, we won't dwell on uh, Man United v Liverpool part two this weekend. Let us <laughs> talk about the matches that are actually happening. Ian, have you got uh, anything that stands out for you? Um, there's a few. There's a few for me um, because fortunately, Teremi, who got sent off last Friday, I thought he would be banned for three games, but it appears. It was only a one-match ban. I don't know whether you've seen the tackle. It was horrendous. He could have broke the guy's legs. Um, Porto had a game in midweek, a cup game. So that was the game that he missed. 
So fortunately, he's available for selection somehow, which I find astonishing, really. For me, I've just gone heavy on Porto players because they're a way to, I can't even pronounce Sorry? I'm just looking at, is it Farense? Farense, that's the one. So I've gone heavy with Porto. To, to be honest, to Ramey League in the line, you ride in midfield. Um, these are all the players I picked up for like peanuts, really, when I first started. On a personal note, that's the game of interest to me because it's important that I win my 2F every week just to keep on uh, ticking over. Um, yeah, no, makes sense. So, um, you know, I just need Porto to run riot, which they should do, but I don't know. Portuguese. Bit of COVID, bit of COVID uh, running through Portugal though right now, isn't it? Absolutely, and that's the problem. I know Benfica are badly hit. I've tried to research as much as I can. I can't find anything. I know um, Otavio's out for Porto, who's a quality player, but those two seem to be okay. And then I've just gone for two Belgian players, Mechelen, who took a stepping last night. So that wasn't good for this game week, but um, I'm hoping they bounce back because they got Steph last night 4-0. So um, I need a bit of uh, redemption from them on the set. I just want a clean sheet, basically, because i got a goalie and a defender for them. Berg, have you looked at the fixtures yet? Anyone stand up for you? So you've got um, Ajax, Ajax away from home, but that shouldn't be any bother, should it? They always win, so uh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm looking at the champion Europe at, at the moment. Chesney as a goalkeeper. Okay. He's basically the only one I can do because Domenech, he didn't play last game, so I don't know what's wrong there. But Oh, maybe you can tell us what's happening with Sillison as well, because he's got quite a long contract at Valencia, but there's been rumours that he might go back to the, the Dutch league. Is, uh, oh, really? Any, know no. uh... you, know, you know more than I do. Oh, well. You know, that's funny, because uh, since I play Sorar, everyone thinks I'm a, I'm a specialist in football. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> and then I have a defender, he's called Mancini, Gianluca, now, I've got to have... be careful with him. Didn't he get red card in midweek? Did he? I, I believe it was a cup game, though, so he should be fine for the suspension. Not... I'm not no, sure. In England, we, we, we get the suspensions carried over in domestic, don't we? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm sure no, Tom cause... mentioned that it was I'll, just I'll, up and I'll, I'll double check. I'll double check. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. Then I have Luis Alberto, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Ciro Immobile. Okay, so uh, you're the man to beat this week then, because Juve are at home to Bologna, Lazio are at home to Sassolo, and uh, yeah, Roma are at home to Spezia as well. So you can, on paper, looks like three home wins for those ones. Mancini is definitely suspended. Okay. Is okay. According uh, to football, anyway. So that'll be uh, Paul Lopez as well, because he was also... Then I can take Danilo or Denier. Who would you choose? Well, again, Danilo's Juventus at home. I heard Leon got Leon. Oh. Denier is out. Is out. Uh, okay, I've got Denier. Leonay's again away to Saint Etienne. So oh, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take Danilo then. So you got Stad Ren v Lille as well. Jeremy Doku versus uh, Jonathan David. Wonder if either of them can score. Jonathan David. I completely forgot about that guy. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> I think Jonathan <laughs> David forgot about Jonathan David in the last uh, couple I of so, months. I sold him in time. <laughs> on time <laughs> that yeah. should be a good one what have we got uh, elsewhere Germany oh Schalke v uh, Munich that first game was an 8-0 earlier in the season wasn't it so uh, yes Mark uh, there's also sorry because I found my notes now who you got mass, the, the, the massive game in Belgium is Bruges versus Genk if Bruges win that it's the title over I think Oof. it's top two so no, um, yeah but I 
I've seen today Diatas go into Monaco. Did you see that? Looks like it, yeah. Was it about 20 million muted? 20, 20 million, apparently. So um, I think a Kirky could be finding more game time at Bruges if that happens. I like a Kirky. I think he's quality, but they just got so much attacking talent, Bruges. I don't know where they get all the money from, to be honest, but um, the, the, the attacking talent they've got is just phenomenal. I think if Bruges win that, I think they go like 13 points clear. So it'll be like Liverpool last year, just running away with it. Oh, last year. Last year. Last year. A long time ago. I think the other one that stands out for me is anyone that's got PSG cards. I don't know if there's anyone on this podcast that owns an Mbappe. I mean, we haven't heard about it today yet, but maybe there's someone that owns an Mbappe. PSG at home to Montpellier. Surely he's got to get more than 25 points this week. He's fine, he's fine. Where is he? I'm just, scro- <laughs> I'm just scrolling down the list because um, I've got it filtered by top L15 scores and he's, he's not anywhere near the top. <laughs> Any of you guys still in uh, the uh, the Surreal Data Cups? How are you getting on the nose? I got put out by, by HG. He um, destroyed me last week, so yeah, I, <laughs> I, I am out. I think I'm still in, but I, I don't know how I'm doing. I'm just We're looking right. at the um, the monthly 11 as well. So there's quite a few well-known managers doing very well in that. I'm just scrolling down. I've I've slipped. I'm down to 44th, about 150 points off the, the leader. So, yeah, I'm probably out the, the running there. But there's... I'm at spot 136. I, I, I don't think my mouse scrolls down that far. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, Mark, what's happened to you? Because you're 117th. I'm even above you. So you're... <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is, that, is that 117th with only one week scored and one week where I didn't set a team? Or did I set a oh, team? Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the chance you gave me, was it? <laughs> no, no, it's just not my format, this 11 aside. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely two two teams set. Just checking. I, I'm just checking now. I had Insignia on the bench, 95, and Salah on the pitch with 44. So there's a free 50 points for the hold. Robertson on the bench with Lucemi on the pitch with 30. So, uh, yeah, I've... I've uh, I've got that uh, sin- substitute syndrome where uh, all my subs seem to do a hell of a lot better than the people that I pick. The first week you left Mbappe out for Dybala. What was that about? Well, <laughs> Hats off the data. It adds to the uh, competition, doesn't it? All these extra tournaments and things. I think it's a great idea. This week it's worth having a little mention. I've not tried it yet. Has anyone got involved with Surare Mega? I haven't. I've not tried it either. I have bookmarked. But yeah, no, I've had a, a busy week at work, so it's something for the weekend. Yeah, so again, as you've just mentioned, Ian, there's, you know, we're sport for choice at the moment in terms of owning a card and then having the Sorare ecosystem to use that card in, or now an external one, as we all know, Sorare Data. Now another one uh, cropped up, Sorare Mega. It's, it's, it's incredible to think that even in three months, six months, I can imagine there'll be, again, two, three, five, maybe ten different applications or platforms to help us get the most out of these cards it's crazy it's brilliant it's um the utility these cards can hold in the future is frightening mark can i just ask well i just wanted to ask something because someone asked please go for it because as you know i'm active on twitter and they they seen the 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 tweet about this podcast in terms of going back to the barriers why people don't join and things like that the message i'm getting is People obviously don't understand the crypto and everything like that. Now, I must admit, every time I've purchased a player, it's always been through a debit card. Now, I know Ramp have come on board in terms of depositing. Have you got it? Do you know anything with regards to 
like the withdrawal process. I know you can do it via the Coinbase wallet. Mm -hmm. However, the people who I'm speaking to, they're not going to be people who are depositing thousands of pounds and things like that. They're going to be doing it on a strict budget. So in terms of like, if I was to, for example, to try and draw 50 pound out of a Coinbase wallet, I believe the fees involved in that, you know, it would be quite hefty. Now, I know I spoke to so rare, I don't know, September, October time, and they were looking into ways of whether it would be possible we could withdraw via the same method as depositing, i.e. debit card and things. Do you know anything more about that, Mark? Because I think from what I've been told, people are hesitant because they don't want to put money in where they can't get it straight back out. Or yeah, no, and that's that's a very valid point. I think from the, the answer is I don't know. I think over the, over time, depending on what era you join the game, like when I joined two years ago, uh, and because of you know certain other games that I've played, I, I've always been more familiar with MetaMask and moving yeah. mo money in and out from MetaMask. And then if I want to take money out in fiat, I transfer it from my MetaMask to my Coinbase account, and then from my Coinbase account to my you know my my UK bank accounts. So that would be so it does. Yeah, I can understand maybe that two or three pronged approach might not sit as well as oh well I press deposit why can't i just press withdraw and it do the same thing but i think again maybe burglar you can you can help on this one the innovation that's gone into making these type of games more accessible you know two years ago would have been a very different story no. i think and i think in another two years from time we'll be looking back going well it's now a piece of cake there are multiple different options to do it so whilst i appreciate that these guys uh, might have a bit of hesitancy or how can I get my money out? I think that's just part and parcel and it is a risk that you have to take at this stage or an education curve that you will need to put yourself through. Uh, hopefully, you know, if you're putting money in today, you know, are you should you really be putting money in today that you want out next week? Yes, you yeah. want to test the system, take it back out just to make sure it does work both ways. But until companies like Ramp, you know, have evolved and then yeah. do offer, you know, the uh, in and out, uh, I don't think Sarare, it's their responsibility at this stage to find a solution for that. Their focus is the development of the game. But obviously, if there are third parties like Ramp, which uh, can make the user experience for Sarare cleaner and easier, then yes, they'll of course explore it. Yeah, because I've, I've tweeted Ramp because... When I hope they gave you an answer within five, minute, five minutes. <laughs> you know, otherwise, you'll be all over them again, won't you? <laughs> I... Funny enough, Mark, I've treated them twice in two days. No, um, <laughs> basically, when when they first announced it on um, Twitter, I think it was just before Christmas, I asked the question, would withdrawals be available on the platform? And they said, coming soon. So purely, only purely because I've been asked umpteen times through DMs and things, I've just tweeted them today to see if there's any update on when possibly that, could become available on their platform. So I'm still awaiting on that. But I understand the so rare difficulties because it's not classed as a gambling site, it's a collectible site. If you allow withdrawals via the same method as a debit card, it then becomes, from what I've been told, it then becomes a possible gambling site, not a collectible site. So I think that's the reason that so rare can't oh, just that's interesting. Yep. You know, I think it's um that that's the legal side that they're trying to work around from what the response I've had from so rare via email and things, you know. I know again from since Dan's come in to run the community, uh, and there's been, you know, there's a lot of consistent questions. 
that come around deposits and withdrawals. And I know that's something that they uh, are working on. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to tell you the word soon uh, in case our <laughs> definition of the word soon is, is different. <laughs> but uh, I, I understand that's coming in the future. Uh, will be more comprehensive guides and I know they need to update you know that the, the onboarding and you know yeah. I think it's from February of last year so I think again as the game evolves you know these guys are not overlooking the the importance of making sure that a new user's experience is as effortless as possible but they can only do so much yeah um so they can only at this stage guide people to the wallets that have got support and then yeah. they can demonstrate how you should you know through tutorials how you can use those wallets but the onus will be on the manager at the end of the day to perhaps do a little bit of their own homework yeah and familiarize themselves with the processes so that they can gain that confidence to yeah. withdraw and deposit as they please do you think do you think the withdrawal part is also linked to trust the fact that oh is this really real if i put my 100 quid here are yeah. they going to give me my 100 quid back out if they if they uh, because uh, again you say i mean naming some of the other platforms the footstock platform the, the football index platform i think the, it, the mindset of of many people that i can you know i'm trying to detect on twitter is that their money is more freely moving in and out okay i'm going to put some money in this week going to get some dividends great that paid off let me take the dividends or let me sell and let me get that money back out i don't see that mentality as much in the collecting space you don't go and buy a right. I'm going to save up. I'm going to you know buy myself a, a nice player card today. Oh no, I'm going to sell it next week, and I'm going to take that money and I'm going to put it back in my bank account again. No. I just don't see that as the as the normal mentality of the people that are playing the game. Maybe there's more and more people like that creeping in and and do want a little bit more of a, a fluid environment for their money to flow in and out. But we're talking about ultimately collectibles here. Yeah. Why would you Why would you consider going to the lengths of bringing your money into a game to go and buy something to collect and then make a massive U-turn on that three to yeah. five days later. This is, this is why my my Twitter profile says that I'm exploring virtual um, economies. You know, so I know people that have gone completely bankless and uh, you know, they do everything in uh, virtual currencies. I don't know how they do it, but um, yeah, um, if you get used to it, uh, you can put your us dollars or your pounds or your euros into cryptocurrencies and you'll never take them out again because there's so many nice things you can do with them yeah i i only ask matt it's only because like and like you touched on because there's a lot of people coming over from these platforms you've mentioned it's it's a unique product as you know better than most so rare it's not like a normal platform and i just think people can't get their heads around it on it being a collective you know, it's a collectible site first and foremost. That's not the fault of the platform. Then that's more the the adaptability of the person. Because if 100%. someone says, if someone says, okay, well, okay, this platform's not doing so great. Let me try this one. Okay, the, there is some crossover between the platforms. That's undeniable. Now, yeah. The fact is, if you do have football knowledge, you can yeah. apply your football knowledge to a number of different areas. And hopefully yeah. that football knowledge will, will pay off in, in the term of a dividend or will pay off in the term of a, you know, some ETH win or a card win, something yeah. like that. But fundamentally, Serer is not the same as some of these other platforms where you either have to pay an entry fee or yeah. where, where you're just holding cards, you know, unlicensed player cards or whether you're owning a contract to say yeah. that you own a share in a particular player. I mean, they're just the obvious ones. Um, this is a physical collectible when, you know, and I've, I've done trades this week with a couple of people that, you know, 
share similar beliefs to I think all of us in terms of the collector side will 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 evolve and grow. Uh, and I've met, I met a guy this week who has spent considerable amounts of ETH on on the platform, yeah. and doesn't really care too much about the SO5 tournaments. Take it or leave it. He's not here for the tournaments. He's yeah. here for certain cards that he thinks he can buy now. And even if he doesn't set teams, no problem at all. He'll yeah. come back a year from now, two years from now, and he'll he believes that the, there'll be appreciation on some of the picks that uh, he, he's, he's bought. And, you know, the, the, I think the, the key thing about Sorare is that it brings together users that have got very different contrasting mindsets. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the platforms, you have to think in one way and you just have to be better at everybody else. Uh, I think in Sorare, there's, there's, there's different ways that you can play this game and, and we're not all playing it in the same way. We're all playing with different budgets. We're all playing with different motivations. Um, but still, the ecosystem allows for us to all play at the same time. Yeah. We, if we if we went into some of these other platforms, we'd probably all have to take a very similar approach to compete with each other. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just and that's you know you've you've hit the nail on his head basically. So thanks for clearing it up. But I totally agree with what you're saying. It is completely different. Just a wild idea here, guys. Um, maybe it would be good for people that that are hesitant to join uh, if they're in the discord there would be a category of uh, buddies uh, buddies to help out with uh, you know um, making the jump from the from the fiat world to the to the crypto world yeah um, although that is also a bit risky of course because people might blame you if you know if the eater goes it, it you know it crashes or whatever yeah maybe not so, such a good idea after all <laughs> at the end of the day people have got to take their own responsibility haven't they if they want to win if yeah. they're going to invest their hard-earned money into things then you know it's, it's a well, risk anything the, in life's a risk isn't it at the end of the, the day the thing know? the one the one uh thing that you really need is curiosity if you don't if you're not curious to this new thing this crypto thing then it's almost impossible to explain and to get people over the uh, over the threshold yeah like uh, two of my best friends, I, I've been trying to explain crypto to them for like three years or so now. Yeah. I, they just don't want to do it. And, you know, I, I can't get my head around why not, but they they don't want to do it. It's the unknown. Yeah, I suppose we, it, it is, absolutely. And I think we, we all have different risk perspectives, how, how we view things, what we're, we've got on in our lives and what's important to us. So, yeah, I think it's, it is a challenge getting everyone to understand a new platform like this and there's going to be naturally people who it just doesn't take all all those boxes for but i think with some of the, the innovation in terms of new onboarding um, activities new user guides your idea there around some support in the, the discord channels and, and, and maybe elsewhere the stuff that we can do as a community that can help onboard other users and, and make that an easier process and i think the stuff that the team are doing as well to, to also enhance that both from the technology point of view, actually in the platform, what you see, what you're presented with when you first join, and also then from you know what other tools are available, what resources are there to to take you through that that learning journey in the early days. So I think that will develop over this coming year as well. But yeah, as we've said, there's lots of different approaches, lots of different perspectives around this space. My advice for anyone listening who's a bit apprehensive would be to to give it a try, you know, to, to go and use Ian's referral link, go and pick your, your 10 common players 
and go and set up a, a team and play at Rookie League for the, the first eight weeks, get an understanding of how players score, how the platform works. And obviously there's, there's lots of people out there who would be willing to, to give you a bit of guidance on Twitter, on, on Discord, if you reach out. So yeah, give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. It's free to play at that initial stage to get you to a point where you understand what the platform's all about. By, by and large, everyone I speak to who, who takes that initial step gets really excited about it very quickly and, and takes that plunge. So yeah, give it a go, give it a try. Yeah, I think as, as Berg's just summarized at the end there yeah you've got you've got to be curious and i say if you, if you mix that with you know the uh, the passion that we all show but also you know in you, you've gone next level in terms of your dedication to scouting watching games you've got to want it you know and whether it's this platform or any other platform those that go on to be successful are the ones that that want it the most and you know you, you see creeping into the uh, uh, discord a little bit now uh, people are like, you know, can I make money off this? Okay, well, that's 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 not a bad motivation to have, but people want to take the path of least resistance. But unfortunately, crypto does require a bit of a base understanding before you can go on to enjoy the fruits of, you know, all these different virtual worlds and, you know, different collectibles and, and, and games that we all enjoy. There's, but, you know, you, you can lead someone to the water <laughs> they've got to they've got to drink it themselves and uh, i think all the all the ingredients are there for anybody that loves football you know has an understanding of you know collectibles and it's just got to join the dots and the, as we touched on throughout this podcast today there are people out in the community that are willing to help and so really for me there isn't any excuses now only the ones that you create for yourselves yeah i agree like i said mark you're better at explaining it than i am when i'm asked a question so because I'd had a load of questions in terms of that. I just thought, and I said to people who like DM me and whatever, I'll raise it on the podcast. So listen, and you'll get a, a better answer than I can give. You know, it's easier sometimes to speak it than try and type it. But it's, um, no, I totally agree. I rave about it. I've referred so many people and they all say the same thing. You know, it's just tremendous. It's fantastic. I don't know one more I can say. Yep, it really is. And well, on that note, I want to just thank you both for, for coming on. It's been a, a pleasure to, ha to have you. Um, it's been really great hearing both your experiences. Obviously, have joined at completely different times and have taken completely different paths on the platform. If I may, if I can just plug my website, please. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, com. I teamed up with a couple of guys in France um, who are more technically minded than me. We produce a newsletter every week that tips players under £20, basically. That might have upped a bit because of the price of F, but at this moment in time, we're trying to target players for under £20 just to give some people an idea on what to look out for and to prove what we're saying, or what I'm saying in particular, that anyone can get a team for £100 or less and compete for 0.2 F every game week using a good common goalkeeper. Quite incredible. So definitely if you're new to the platform or if not, just check check that out and get some good ideas for, for some cheap players to fill your teams. Thanks very much for that. That's uh, much appreciated. Yeah, no, thanks, gents. Berg, good luck with your uh, Ajax collection. Uh, Thank you. Hope you uh, pick up everybody you can dream of and more. And uh, <laughs> Ian, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah. Hi, B. Yeah, as always, I've enjoyed today. It's been a good one. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a pleasure. Yep, thank you all. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye.
So that brings us to the end of today's Surreyor Global Fantasy Football Podcast. I hope you have found it useful. As always, if you could like, subscribe and leave a review, then we can help introduce the fantastic concept to more users. See you next time.